Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but we've got another sponsor to tell you about, Phil Supreme. They're a nationally recognized brand who offer only the very highest quality of natural supplements. Their extensive range includes a range of medicinal mushrooms, nootropics, anti-aging products, gut support products, green powders, vitamins, and much more. Yep, they've worked with fighters from all the top promotions, including UFC, Bellator, brave and cage warriors with a solid reputation of providing results. So check them out on Instagram, which is at Phil underscore Supreme or their website, www.philsupreme.co.uk and make sure you use the code MMAFAN for a cool 15% off your first order. Don't say we don't spoil you. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I'm Stu Whiffin, sitting opposite me, smiling like a Cheshire cat, Blake Harrison. Hello. Hello, mate. How you doing? I'm all right. I mean, we're exchanging pleasantries. We've been looking at each other for the last hour on these uh, screens, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. always nice to see that smiley chops of yours, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah. I just, I'm just happy that I made you. We basically we recorded the outro before the intro and... I do something a bit stupid at the end, and it made Stu laugh, and I'm laughing at Stu laughing, and that's all that's happened. So listen to the very end of the podcast to hear me be an idiot. Um, uh, Yeah, so today we've got a lovely, lovely show for you today, short and sweet, but a really lovely one. Um, I'm going to peel back the curtain for you here and let you in on on what's gone on behind the scenes. In um, We've been in touch with some people... Uh, uh, from the UFC who's very, very kindly got us in touch with Davey because Davey... Oh, I've given away who we're, we're interviewing now. <laughs> I was going to lead up to the big announcement of who it was and I've given it away. We're interviewing Davey Grant, dangerous Davey Grant. Uh, that wasn't that, that it, much of a peep behind the curtain, really, was it? Because you just well, no, gave it, it all away be. within about it three was, seconds. It was, no, it was going to be. It was going to be because basically the story is that we, we've been in touch with the UFC about um, interviewing some people like the week of fights and stuff like that, which, you know, um, is great because we get people on but that's traditionally other than that kind of fight week leading up to what was the london card not really what we do and um i kind of thought to myself do you know what davy is probably doing loads of interviews this week leading up to his fight he's cutting weight he's doing all that stuff and they're going to be getting the same questions over and over again 
how's training going? How's the weight cut going? How's this? How's that? All stuff that everyone's talking about. And I thought, you know what? Let's treat this like one of our other interviews. And we we do mention his fight with Adrian Yanez at the end of the interview, and we get his take on that. But we wanted to start the interview just with like our normal stuff of like, you know, what got him into MMA, what it was like growing up around, uh, around County Durham, and, uh, and, and his opinions on a few different things within the MMA world, like, like teaching kids and, and stuff like that in martial arts and stuff. And I think it makes for a really interesting chat. And, uh, and it was a lovely chat because he's a really lovely bloke. Yeah, he is super smiley. It was uh, when he popped up on the screen, it was a great big smile, which just kind of makes our job even easier. You know, when somebody's up for chatting, they're all smiles. It's lovely. And and, and you're in for a real lovely chat with this one. Um, just quickly, if it's your first time listening to the podcast, then when you get to the end, we'll rattle off a load of names that we've had on this podcast as well. So once you finish this chat with Davey, then go and have a look in the archives and go and explore all the other guests we've had. But right now, I think we should just cut to it. Ladies and gentlemen, here is Dangerous Davy Grant. Davy Grant, how you doing, mate? Hello, Black. Nice to meet you, mate. You're good. Good, good, good. Lovely, lovely to see you. How, how are things? How's things going? Yeah, brilliant. I mean, uh, over in Vegas, I've been here for like nearly three weeks now. Um, it's nice to get to get like proper like properly acclimatized to the to the weather and everything um you the dryness really of anything in vegas so it's been a nice finish off to camp yeah definitely so three three weeks you've been in vegas like have, have you been over at the pi there have you been like yeah. how how's things been going did you how is the pi i've heard amazing things about it oh it's fantastic it's one of the best gyms i've ever been in to be honest it's um they've got everything there i mean you can schedule in for like your strength and conditioning you get to two uh like physio appointments a day, get all your food, um, buy all all the top nutritionists in the world. Like they sort out all your meal plans, everything. Honestly, it's like you, there's no better gym for an MMA fighter. Like, I'd like to just sneak in and grab some food. That's like, that yeah, good. <laughs> let me know next time you're over. I'll get you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we go for lunch. <laughs> And so is it like a who's who, Davey? Is it like, you know, you're walking down the corridors and you spot someone over there and is, is uh, you know, is everybody hanging out there? Yes, do you know It's like, it's it's weird because, like, I'm, I'm an MMA fan. Of, like, I have been for years, do you know what I mean? And, like, you're walking past, like, and you're rubbing shoulders with, like, some of the top stars and it's just, everyone's just around. And it is, it is, it's a bit surreal. You know, you feel like, oh, my God, I can't believe, you know, you get a bit starstruck seeing some of these guys. I've seen, like, I'm, like, I mean, who was in the other week? It was like Brandon Moreno, obviously, yeah. flyweight world champion. You know, I'd never seen him. I'm a big fan of watching him, you know. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Tommy Fury was in. He was just just uh, smashing pads in the, in the ring. And he, he's got that big fight with Jake Paul coming up. And I watched him on, was it like Love Island or something like that with my wife? <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like big celebrities, you know what I mean? And yeah, just walking around. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Awesome. Oh, lovely stuff. Well, Davey, before we could sort of carry on talking about, you know, what's what's ahead, I just want to sort of go back a little bit. And before you even got into uh, MMA, we'll lead yeah. into to how to happen. But I, I just want to ask you, sort of growing up up north, was was there a kind of uh, almost like a a feeling that you had to learn to be able to sort of look after yourself? And and, and was it a, a rough place you grew up in? And, and was was conflict something you was comfortable with? 
Yeah, I mean, I, so I grew up in like Bishop Auckland and then moved to Dalton for a little bit and then back to Bishop Auckland. And like, it's a, it's a, it's a northern town. We're all rough, you know, like it's... Uh, <laughs> it's We're it's, all rough. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it is what it is. It's just like, that's how a lot of people settle the differences, you know what I mean? Um, I wouldn't say that's why I got into it. Like, growing up, I was just, I, I was into any sports, to be honest. And like, I, did, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't too sure... What MMA was, even when we started it, we didn't even call it MMA when I started it. You know what I mean? We called it like Valley Tudo or Shootboxing. I think that was about 15, 14, 14 when I started. It was like 2001. And like the, the, the term MMA hadn't even come about yet. You know what I mean? But I was more into football when I was growing up. I absolutely loved football. Football was like my first ever love. And if I was any good at football, I probably wouldn't have been a fighter if I could have got yeah. signed by anyone. Do you know what I mean? But uh, when I started the MMA, I mean, it, it helps out because you... It, it does give you a feeling of confidence if if anything did kick off in the street sort of thing that you can either like evade the, the sort of danger or, or, or if you can handle yourself in any of those sort of situations. So, I mean, it, it definitely helps. And I like, I think, in all honesty, I think everybody should learn how to handle themselves just, just in yeah. case. You know, I, I like, I've got my kids training in MMA and uh, I've trained loads of other kids in MMA. And I always look at it as like sort of a life skill where, like a bit like swimming where you don't really want to fall in a pond but you want to be able to know you can get yourself out do you yeah. know so yeah awesome. it, it probably probably with it being the north and like the way the way that it can be it, it's, a, it's a nice skill to know definitely it's funny what you say about like the kids and stuff because I've, I've done, done the same thing my daughter goes to like a, a kind of grappling class and all that kind of yeah. stuff and, uh, and I, I heard you in an interview actually talking about you doing karate at about eight years old and yeah uh, um I think, correct me if I'm wrong, was it like the sensei's wife or the, the coach's wife or something like that would go quite hard on you and she was like a black belt and you were eight years old? And I wanted to ask yeah. you, like, in terms of, like, teaching young kids, do you think that the martial arts world has evolved a bit and developed a bit? Because that, to me, if I, if I walked into a class and saw, like, the teacher's spouse beating up my daughter or something like that. I'd be like, hang on a minute, she's out of here. I'm not I'm not having this. Um but do you think that that kind of training develops a hardness that's a good thing or do you think no that that stuff's not right and um and we've we've evolved as a community now to to kind of teach kids with more compassion and a bit easier. Oh definitely. I mean I look back now and I think it was more child abuse than anything to be honest. I <laughs> shit myself. Honest to God, I shit myself. I did I was like, oh god, I'm I'm nowhere near tough enough for this karate stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was uh, it was nerve-wracking when we when they were like, right, we're gonna spar. I was like, oh, I was getting my nose busted and everything. Do you know what I mean? It was uh it was definitely not the right way to go about it. And um and like I don't think the kids need toughening up. I like uh, I, I I get that a lot. Oh, I, we, we need to toughen my kid up. I'm sort of like, look in my point of view, I'm not going to get any kids like make them have hard sessions and, and that's going to make them tough. From my point of view, toughness is a byproduct that comes with skills and confidence. So you build the skills, you build the confidence, and then in turn, they feel as if they can handle themselves a bit more. That's what it is. It's not like, it, it, not, not with kids. You know, like I don't get them sparring hard. If it looks a bit uncomfortable for them, I'll pull them out. It's more important that they enjoy it, learn the skills, gain the confidence from it and then keep coming back and keep getting better. And, and, and like, if they don't enjoy it, what's the point in doing it? You know what I mean? That's Absolutely. the way I look at it anyway. Yeah, no, I, I think you're 100% right, mate. And, and talking about sparring there, Davey, um, and, you know, you've, from the ultimate fighter house, you know, you've been a real 
flag waver for the British MMA scene. And, and, you know, and over that time, we've seen some, you know, incredible changes and developments. Um, a couple of questions. I'd like to know um, what you think has been, you know, some of the, the most significant and important changes you've seen in that uh, over the years in the British scene. And also, I just wonder if your approach to sparring has, has, has changed over the years, because, you know, you, you see so many conflicting kind of opinions from different fighters where some fighters still like to spar hard and regular yeah. and, and other fighters, you know, rarely spar now. You know, I just also want to get your take on that as well. Yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I mean, I think the, the way that we train MMA now has developed a hell of a lot from when I first started. I was sort of a bit more like um, the hard, look, go hard or go home type thing. We thought we were doing good. I used to train not only hard in sparring, but like hard just physically on my body sometimes. Sometimes I used to do four sessions a day and two of them could be sparring. You know, I remember back in the day on a Friday on, on my training schedule because I did the same sort of thing every week. I had a really hard strength and conditioning session on the morning at like 6 a.m. And then we used to go straight to a really hard MMA session at 10 a.m. Then I used to go home, rest, eat, do whatever I want. And then I used to be at a boxing gym on a night to get sparring in with the boxers. Used to spar hard. And then a Thai boxing gym straight afterwards to spar hard. And like, looking back now, that was ridiculously too hard for one day. In my mind, I thought I was doing a good thing. And I think a lot of people used to train like that. So, I mean, we train a hell of a lot smarter now. As far as the sparring and things go, um, I, I mean, I, I think there's, there's definitely a place for hard sparring in your training. You know, uh, it, it's a certain level of cardio, what you'll only get. And uh, and even just sort of getting put on, under that sort of pressure, I feel like it, it's needed. I don't spar as hard and as much as what I used to, but I don't feel like I need to prove my toughness anymore. It's not like I feel like, I, like I'm, and, and it's a bit different for me to maybe someone who's just getting into the 
um, into the MMA scene or maybe just starting to get those harder fights or, or starting to get on the local scene or something and they probably need, need to be still getting the hard rounds in. I definitely think you need to spar. But uh, as you get on in your career, I think when the, when you get a little bit older, you probably don't need to spar as much and you maybe he's like, I, nowadays, I like the fact that I just listen to my body and if I need to have a day off from training, it's not because I'm being lazy. I know I'm not lazy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like before I used to think, Oh God, I've got to go train. Don't you just being you're just being a pussy or whatever. And it's not, it's it's just your body's fucked. It's just telling you, look, yeah. I need a rest. Do you know what I mean? So I'm over those sort of like those those stigmas about not about not sparring hard enough and and not not training hard enough. I know my body now and uh and I still enjoy sparring. Uh, like uh, to me, it's one it's one it's one of the best bits. Um, you don't want to be knocking ten bells of shade out of each other every fucking day. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's not going to have good effects on the brain. This is hard enough on your body as it is. I feel like I've still got my marbles. You know what I mean? Uh, so, <laughs> like I, I don't think I'm, I'm too punch drunk yet. In all honesty, so I'll, like so I curb the sparring a bit to what I used to do. And uh, once I retire, I'll, I'll not be sparring very much at all. Maybe just a little bit of light sparring for fun. Yeah. Um, but but I think it's. Again, it's it's very individual. Some fighters probably need feel as if they need to spar really hard coming up to fights, and some fighters don't really want to spar as much. So it's there's a place for it. I don't think it should be done all the time as hard as you can. Like you shouldn't be getting knocked out or getting rocked in sparring all the time, and uh, sticking with your weight classes that's a big thing. Because when we first started, there might have only been a couple of people in the gym anyway. You spar who you'd spar. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like we it, when I, I remember when I first was sparring I was sparring big heavyweights and I was getting kicked halfway across the ring off one kick you know what I mean <laughs> it was fucking mental some big guys and they were going hard on me and uh, nowadays I just try and spar with the people in my weight class it's just yeah. been, but there's a lot more a lot more depth in the training in the training camps and stuff like that and like people to go with it's a little bit just a little bit more educated I'd say You've spoken about like physical toughness there a lot. In terms of mental toughness, I, I, I wanted to ask you kind of how you overcame just after your UFC debut because you 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 had your UFC debut. You probably spent a large portion of your life trying to to get to the UFC, get to that level, and then you have constant injuries. That means you basically don't fight for about two years. I wanted to ask yeah. you how difficult was that and how did you manage to kind of overcome that mentally because that must have been so so hard for you to have to have achieved your goal and be so happy about that and then go oh now I haven't I can't fight for two years because of these injuries that keep coming in how difficult was that and how did you overcome it yeah it, honest uh, I'm not gonna lie it was a nightmare it was it was absolutely torture it was like you you work so hard to get somewhere and then to get pulled I got pulled it was it was two and a half years I got out altogether from yeah. being on the other fight I think or, or even for, it might have been for, yeah it was yeah and then uh, one of them was that I got pulled on, on the week of the fight and I, this was so like the thing with fighting I mean you guys know is everyone's always on to the next hot topic you know like it, it's like it, it, it's very 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 quick moving you know and like uh, as soon as one fighters forget about then straight on to another straight on to another there's so many things going on there's so many guys to watch and so many exciting fights happening that I had like probably a good bit of momentum coming off the ultimate fighter uh, and then it just fizzled right out. I had two and a half years where no one had a clue who I was when I came back. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so many new fans coming towards the sport and things like that. So it was like, I had to sort of try and gain that momentum again. And uh, and, and I'll be honest, it, it, it was a bit of hit and miss. It was like, you know, I got, got a great fight when I came back and when I, with the first time when I beat Cheeto. 
Um, and then I had a few bad results. So I never really got that momentum going again. It was like, because it, it would have been easier to just keep it rolling. Definitely if I hadn't had those injuries. Uh, I mean, as far as in my head, I'd always knew I was still going to fight. It was like, I was never going to work that hard long. I could have had five years off and I'd have still got, uh, the UFC said, look, we'll, we'll, don't worry about it. Because I was getting worried that the UFC were going to get pissed off for me. Because I was like, I couldn't fight. And then the, I was getting back from the surgery and then fucking myself again in training and then having to get another surgery. It was honest. It was. It was torture. It was uh, It was scary because I was thinking, what if the UFC just get rid of me? But like Sean Shelby was saying, look, don't worry. Like, you, you, you take as much time as you need. People have had longer time off than this. Said, you just come back when you're healthy. That's all he just kept on telling me. Uh, so I waited until the, the right time. And then uh, I feel like only now, uh, from the last like few fights that I've started to get a good bit of momentum back from yeah. what, I, what I could have been. It would have been nice to get that sort of rolling straight after the ultimate fight. And like, there's two years I could have had like, I mean, within two and a half years, I could have had maybe six or seven extra fights. Yeah. Do you know what I'm I mean? Tr- it's, if I, well, if I'm, I was active like I am now, uh, yeah, it was disappointing, but you've, you've just got to stick there, stick at it, and then realise that like, I mean, I'm here for the long run. And, and just... You know, while we're talking about the kind of sort of mental sort of capacity for fighting and, and, and I want to ask you about your routine. So when you're in that room before you get the call that you're walking out, yeah. What, have you got have you got a routine? If so, like what what is that if you want if you want to say obviously? And then as you're walking out to, to the octagon, what's generally going through your head? That I honestly I don't know. Honestly, I just have a light warm up, I get myself nice and loose. I try not to do too much in the warm up and uh I'm just like, champion, now we get to go. Do you know what I mean? Because like, fight day, it's just like waiting about for something. Do you know what I mean? It's like the day before you go on holiday. You know what I mean? It's like, you just can't wait to go. You know? So it's like, uh, yeah, as soon as they come and then you still right, it's time to go. I'm just like, right, this is time to go. I've just got to switch it on now. I tend to like, I tend to think of um, the fight as, uh, uh, it's hard to explain, but, the fights, everything every, like what I've been working for, and there's no point in worrying about anything if it's not the fight. Do you know what I mean? So like, don't worry about the fight when you get in there. Just get in there and turn it on to three fives. That's it. Nothing else matters. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if I have the worst training camp. Doesn't matter if I have the best training camp. So I literally don't anything bother me. I try and just stay relaxed as possible. Get in there and turn it on, and that's it. You know, because that's that's all that matters. You've just got to be switched on for three fives. At your best, a hundred percent. So, so nothing else matters before then. So I just can't wait to get in there and start throwing. Oh, mate! Well, and I mean, that, and that is exactly what separates fighters from people like Blake and me. Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, I could think of nothing more terrifying. You're equating it to like that feeling you get just before you go on fucking holiday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you must go on some crazy holidays. Um, but. Um, yeah, no, mate. I mean, you're talking about like like the momentum of turning it on. I mean, and and then some for you of of late. I mean, all right, you 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 went on a three fight win streak and yeah. two cracking knockouts as well over uh, Martinez and um, Day. I think it was Day. Yeah, Martinez. Um, yeah. I mean, they were cracking knockouts. I mean, and you looked yeah. phenomenal in those fights. And then obviously you fought Vera again, who's gone on a tear. I mean, Vera's ranked probably oh, like yeah. seventh or something like that. But even though you did lose that fight, you still got a, a fight of the night bonus, which I think was like three performance bonuses in a row. So, I mean, yeah. I wanted to ask you, how how much extra kind of excitement and joy do you get 
when you win and get those, no, you're getting that performance bonus. And does it cushion a loss when you know you've got a fight of the night bonus? I mean, yeah, it, it does a little bit. It's, uh, I mean, it's fantastic when you go and get the winner than the bonus. Don't get me wrong. Do you know what I mean? There's not much better feeling in the world. Um, but as, as much as it does cushion, I'm not, I'm not here just for the money either. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I don't get us wrong. The money's a great bonus. But uh, I started doing this for free. I, I do it because I love it, to be honest. Um, so it does. But, but when you do get a little bit more money on your purse and stuff, it's it makes you feel better. But you're still absolutely good about getting beat. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I was, I, I was good for for a while. I mean, I, it's it's always going to be the nature of the beast. You know, like one person wins and one person loses usually, and it's uh, it, it is what it is. Um, but it's, but it's hard to take whether you get whether I was getting like. Uh, twice as much money as that or or anything. I, I don't care how much much money I was getting paid. I'm a born winner, a born competitor and I want to win. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if yeah. I, I just, it's weird because I just absolutely love winning. Do you know what I mean? And uh, and, it, and I'm not, but I'm not a bad loser either. I, I, I'll hold my hands up. I just, I just I like winning a lot more. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, of course. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so it, 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 it's always going to be a bit disheartening just not to get the win. I mean, if me, me and you played rock, paper, scissors now and I lost, I'd be good. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm just, that's just my mentality. I'm glad you said rock, paper, scissors because you said, if me and you and you clenched your fist, I was like, I've, no, <laughs> I'm not we're going anywhere near you, mate. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've already lost. I give up. Um, but uh, no, I mean, look, we, we, we're very short on time now. And we appreciate your time. We need to ask no you worries. about Adrian Yanez, who you've got yep. this Saturday night. I mean, I look at that fight as soon as that's announced and I'm like, I don't know what else is going on that card, but this is earmarked for fight of the night. I mean, Yanez, had he's on like a he's three and oh in the UFC, he's on yeah, quite a win yeah. himself. His last fight with Randy Costa, I mean, he took a lot of damage in that first round, but yeah, then he obviously did, yeah. did the business in the second round. I mean, in a weird way, I see a few similarities between the two of you. I, I feel oh, like you're yeah. a more technical fighter, but in terms of like being able to take the punch and give the punch and stuff like that, yeah, it seems like it's a, a dead on potentially for a fight of the night or one of you getting a bonus or something like that. What excites yeah. you about Yanez and how do you see the fight going? Yeah, look, he, I mean, he's a, he's a scrapper. He comes to fight. You know, I love that. I love the fact that he comes to fight. I love the fact that I can get in there and I'm not worried about no one trying to hug my legs. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? It makes it really exciting for me. He, the way he fights, the way I fight. I mean, it's going to be fireworks. It's going to be, it's going to be yeah. This is going to be a great, great fight for the fans. But definitely. Fantastic. Wonderful, wonderful. And so oh, we should also, training's going well, weight cut's going well, everything's everything's on point. Yeah, spot on. Like, uh, I'm I'm like ready to start cutting now, do you know what I mean? I've just got, uh, what day is it today? Wednesday. So yeah, everything uh, everything's perfectly on track. So weight's not going to be a problem and yeah, refuel and ready to go. Right. Davey, like we, we really appreciate all the time you've given us today and, and uh, yeah, just best of luck on Saturday, mate. We'll hey, be rooting for you. Back. Honest, my pleasure, guys. That was a, that was a fun interview. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, all, loads, Davey. Best of luck Cheers. for the weekend, mate. Thanks, Blake. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Speak Cheers, soon. mate. All Thank the best. Bye, bye. Thank you. Oh, Davey Grant. I mean, what a lovely dude. I know we sat all the time, but they are right. A- absolutely. What a really so smiley, so friendly, so nice. Easily a bloke. You'd be like, oh, I'd like to hang out with Davey. Go for a drink. Not on, not on holiday. No, no. 
not on holiday because he gets super excited like he's about to have a fight. But um, but yeah, no, oh, mate, what a really, truly, really lovely, lovely bloke. And uh, yeah, wish him all the best for Saturday. It's a big task. Saturday is no... Adrian Yanez, for people that don't know, is no joke. He's on like a seven or eight fight win streak now. 3-0 in the UFC. His last fight, I can't remember what fight card it was on, was against Randy Costa. And that was an absolutely cracking fight. I mean, he can take punishment. He can dish it out. He's he's really, really good. Um, I, I think a win for either of them could could lead to a ranked opponent next. Um, so fingers crossed for Davey, because Davey's been looking phenomenal lately as well. You know, it's unfortunate yeah. the way that, that second Marlon Vera fight went. But, um, but look at what Marlon Vera's doing at the moment. So there's yeah. no shame in that. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Best of luck to Davey. What a really, truly lovely bloke. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Thanks loads to uh, to the UFC uh, for helping put this interview together. Uh, really appreciate you uh, letting us have some time chatting to Davey. If this is your first time listening to the MMA Fan Podcast, then if you like hearing uh, Blake and I chatting to uh, some great uh, UK MMA fighters, then go and have a look in the the back catalogue because you can hear us talking to the likes of Dan Hardy, Paddy the Baddy Pimlet, Ian Gary. Help me out here, Blake. Oh, uh, Arnold Allen, Molly McCann, Paul Craig, Tyron Woodley, Jack Shaw, Jack Shaw Brett Johns, Mason Jones, Alexander the Great Volkanovsky, uh, Mark Goddard, John Gooden. Uh, the list goes on and on. And then also there's we've got some lovely chats with, with some non-MMA people where we show them a fight. We haven't done one of those for a while. We need to get back no. on that. Where we've shown them a classic fight and then got them to talk about what they thought of the fight from a from a perspective of never watching MMA before, which are always fun chats. And some of the best ones of those, we've had Lee Mack, who was obviously hilarious. Uh, Emily Head, my old mate from The Inbetweeners. Uh, uh, Laura Checkley. Um... Yeah, we've had Thomas Turgoose. Thomas Turgoose as well from This Is England. Um, so yeah, we've had some lovely people on doing that, and then we've also chatted to to uh, super uh, super fan uh, James Arthur um, and a journalist Sean Sheehan was a really great chat as well. Shout out to great Sean chat. Sheehan. So uh, yeah, if you haven't listened to any of those, go through the back catalogue, click what what one of those you want to listen to, and listen to it because they 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 age incredibly well because we're not just talking about what's going on with them at that period in time we're talking about their career and their life and what's led them to the place that they're in and and into the world of mixed martial arts damn right and the best way that you won't miss any of this is if you just subscribe that's the best thing to do so go and subscribe on whatever platform you listen on we're on all the platforms so uh, so pick whatever one suits and uh, click that subscribe button and we'll just pop up on your listening device week in week out as well as that we're on Spotify sorry we are but we're also I was rattle off the socials there we're on Facebook Instagram and Twitter so give us a follow on there give us a like love share retweet drop us a message and, uh, and we'll say Hello. Um, are we done? I think we're done. Yeah, we've said it all. See you later, we'll guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.